Can I have your attention, please? It is now time for the moment everyone has been waiting for. Tea time with T and Robin. Okay. All right. That sounds awesome. Oh my God! Okay, yeah. it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the procedure, stay everyone? Calm. What's the procedure? Stay calm. Wait, 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 wait. You knew it. Calm What is up, everyone? We are back. It is Tea Time with Robin, episode 49. We are moving. We are grooving. Yeah, it's it's been um one of those weeks again. It, it's starting to look like it's a familiar place. And I don't like to be in familiar place because this is not where... I know there's there's fans out there, there's listeners out there, not fans, that has been in this place before, right? But I don't like it. I don't. But I'm here. It's tea time with Robin. I'm here with my 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 co-host, my S my ace boon coon, Robin. What's up, Robin? How you doing? Love you. Uh love you too. How am I doing? That's a complicated question. <laughs> it is complicated, but we are going to have a rocking show today because we are getting used to Robin's disclaimer at the beginning of these shows now. I take no responsibility for what I say here today. Mm-hmm. I've been saying that for weeks, haven't I? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. So we're going to get into it. The Bills went down to a storm in Philly and lost by... I don't even know what that three points, maybe. I don't know, guys. To be quite honest with you. 34. Yeah. 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 The positive of this is uh, Joe Brady and the Josh, the old Josh is back, right? And we wanted the old Josh and he's back. But the downside of that is that our defense now is kind of slacking and maybe the coach that some people say. So Josh looked freaking awesome. He looked like the guy. I mean, and you know what's so crazy and ironic that he had the the white uniforms on when he was like, "Let's fucking go." <laughs> so it's just I don't know. I, oh, this game was right there, Robin. It was right there. It was right there. And our defense couldn't help us out. Some say Sean coached this team coached this team to lose. What say you, Robin? <laughs> oh, my God. I have so much to say. I don't even know where to begin. And first of all, I want to say that I think it would be helpful for all of us as fans to take a deep breath and to not overreact to anything right now because it's so – we're so – as a fan base, I think we're so knee jerk now after, I mean, how many more times can a fan base be kicked in the face for however many reasons? I think we have six more left. (laughs) Okay. Six more games. Okay. Well, 
You're just saying. Well, okay. So where do we begin? We decided we were going to start talking about the positives, right? From this you said there were there were a few. Josh did find himself back in the zone. I thought he looked in command. I thought he looked poised. I thought he looked passionate. I thought he was back to the old Josh to a large extent. He played lights out. He was, you know, you could see that he was in a zone. And the rhythm on the offense, I don't know how you feel about this, T, mm -hmm. but I, I can see now because even though people think I'm not data-driven, I am. Um, we didn't have enough data, I don't think, to really get a handle on just one game with Joe Brady, right? You know, mm -hmm. like, okay, so now there's a couple of games in the books. So you can, it's a small sample size, but it's, it's big enough for me to be able to say, hmm, there seems to be a different rhythm about this offense than when Ken Dorsey was, was running the offense. And particularly with the running game, it mm -hmm. seems like the running game, it works better with the way that Joe Brady calls plays. And I don't know, <clears throat> I don't know, I'm not an expert, I'm not an OC, I don't know what the difference is between Ken Dorsey per se and Joe Brady per se, except that there was a lack of flow on the offense that you seen you seen movement in motion through the whole through this whole and that game right yes. you've seen it yes and there was flow there was a flow to the way that the offense went and it it felt like it you know when the offense was rolling and running it was it was running good and then other things happened which you and I are going to go into greater detail about Mm -hmm. um, but we can talk about the trash in this game if you want to get started. Cause I mean, the list of the trash in this game is a lot longer for me than the list of the things that I loved about it. All right. Well, let me give you some lists that I like about it. I love the fact that Kincaid is, um, involved in his offense. Yeah. I, I, I didn't like the fact that he got hit in the head and was not called a defensive, um, Defensive player, but you know, that's another thing we're not going to talk about. We are not talking about penalties on the show, we're not doing it. Okay, um, <laughs> maybe just a little. Okay, we can't. Uh, Ty Johnson, a spark, like him. I'm with it. Getting I love better. the fact, that, yes, I love the fact that we have a run game. It, it, it includes Ty Johnson, it includes um, um, Cook, it also includes Murray. I love the fact that we were running chunk plays on this defense, this this high powered defense. Loved it. Mm -hmm. um, I love the fact that it was a balance. It was more balanced than anything. Um, Gabe Davis. I love the fact that he was involved as well. Yeah, Gabe. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying here, but we can switch to the nasty <laughs> real quick. That's it. That's, That's it. it. One. That's check. it. That's check, 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 and check. Some I'm things sure. that we, yeah, some things that we should just throw in the trash. Robin, have at it. Oh, well, I'll just get started for us. How about we just start with kneeling down with 20 seconds left to play? 
Yes, you're not going. You yeah. can throw that right in the crapper. In the trash. When we had Kansas City do us dirty in 13 seconds with no timeouts, I believe, and we had 20 seconds in a timeout. Oh, oh what were we thinking? God. I can't, I can't, what were we thinking? I don't know. Well, what did he say? It was um it was raining out. <laughs> oh, that's right. He did say that, didn't he? Oh, <laughs> Sean, please. It was raining, Robin. Oh. It's just it raining that, that time then he was thinking about it. So he couldn't do it. Hogwash, Sean. Hogwash. And that leads into a later discussion that we're going to have about Sean. And uh, what leaves me really distressed is when I hear a post game or maybe the next day or whatever, it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, excuses. I would, and I'm going to start this off because we're going to talk about Sean later, but I want him to start owning some of the bad decisions that he's made. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear any more coach speak. I don't want to hear any more excuses. What I want to hear is, because oh, we've heard it from other great coaches like Mike Tomlin, for example, who's been a head coach for a very long time. Mm -hmm. He owns his stuff. Oh, owns it. When he makes a bad decision, he says, I did that. But not I even that, that, they're best friends. So just go look at what he says. Oh my God. Yeah. So that was, <laughs> Jesus. That, that was trash. Okay, next. Going for a field goal in overtime versus a touchdown. Trash. You can throw that one in the crapper too. Because if you score the touchdown, you win. So you take the safe route again. You do the dick drawn thing uh -oh. and you take the safe route and you you try not to lose the game. That's how you play it. The fourth quarter, going into the half, right? Not going into the half, but going coming out of the half, you kind of seen that they, they were playing like, of course, they were still, you know, putting points on the board. Yes. But the defense were, was playing preventive defense. They were trying not to lose the game. And when you try not to do something, you're committing on doing it. Like, stop. It's like telling someone not to think about elephants. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So, more trash. No Let me words. continue with my trash. Oh, I got more trash. I got a bucket. Go ahead. Okay. Well, next year, I do not want to see Jordan Phillips, Tim Settle, oh, she's going for or Ford on our football team. She doesn't want to see him. Do not want to see him. And if they don't bring me a one-technique defensive tackle in this draft, I am going to lose my mind completely. But, okay, I have one other observation to make about Jordan Phillips. This is, it occurred to me and I died laughing. I was going to, I thought, I'm just going to blow this on T and see what she thinks about this. Do you think we have a problem with Jordan Phillips being sugar high Jordan Phillips? 
That's a good one. Philip starts That's a good one. And he gets a little too rambunctious and has to take that obligatory penalty, which always hurts us in the end. Okay. Sugar high Jordan Phillips needs to stop. Yeah. Just saying. They, I mean, they had a run in with, with the fans and, you know, it was, bad. it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. It's, I mean, it's a lot. Like, the Gabe Davis drop, the miscommunicate. Well, not even a drop. It was just miscommunication. The cook. The cook. The cook. It's right there. I, I and I said to my friend, I said that drop is going to come back to to hurt us. He was like, "It's too early in the game." I said, "No." No, not too early. Um, yeah. Like you said, the 20 seconds kneel, I, I never understood it because the fact that it's 13 seconds, you were involved in a 13-second game and you had 20. So, I mean, I don't know. I got, But you think, it, and we talked about the def- defense, the defense in the second half. I mean, you have to give hats off to Philly. They adjusted. And and I don't know what what they did. They did. They they made some good adjustments. The other thing that I I've noticed too is some fatigue along our defensive line in the second half. Mm-hmm. And again, I wonder if some of that isn't they get so juiced up earlier in the game they're not pacing themselves well. Either that or they need to work on their conditioning some because you see these. And I get it when the offense is going one, two, three out and, you know, you're on the field and you get exhausted. That's one thing. But that's not what I saw in this game. That's not what I saw. It wasn't one, two, three out. Here we go. The defense looked, to me, they looked tired in the second half. I was about to say that. I think they ran out of steam. And that's no excuse. You make no excuses for that. No. But also, too, you can say this is that this defense is so used of subbing people in and out and all and in and out where I seen a chart. I think, I think it was Ed Oliver played almost all the snaps and uh, he had to. Yeah. Right. Like there's nobody in. So I don't know. I, I, you know, I hate it making excuses. Like every year we talk about our defensive line, and then we get to the beginning of the season, and everybody's all jacked up, and oh, we got the best defensive line, and then they sh- shit the bed. Yeah. So and I'm done. I'm like, come on, I want a redo of the defensive line. And I, we know, we understand, we totally understand that injuries plays a big factor in yes. to, to football season. We understand that, but I think. What I, have you I, seen from Tim Settle? Nothing. Uh, not a thing. Sorry. And that's the thing about it, Robin. You think that when you go get these depth players, they're going to ultimately Produce. they're not going to play as your starters. But you don't you don't expect a drop fall, a drop that sophist I mean that severe. Like it, it was just it's it, it I seen a play with Tim Settle where he got ran over. 
I saw that play. I know which one. I'm just like, bro, come on. You know, it's just, it was just a lot of things that happened in this game. And it doesn't have to be perfect in order for the Bills to play. I mean, to win. But it seemed like in that game, they had to be kind of perfect in order for them to win the game because there was like so many things stacked against them. Exactly. Which brings up the point that neither one of us want to talk about, but we would be remiss if we did not bring up the penalties. Yeah. The penalties in the game were atrocious. The refereeing was atrocious. It it was so blatantly yeah. one-sided. The I just horse think following and, and, and calling him for intentional grounding. And I mean, all of this just made me lose my mind. Here's the thing, and I you have a multi-billion dollar company, but you have part-time people making decisions on a game that means very that means a lot to organizations, a multi-billion dollar company that have part-time employees making decisions on wins and losses in in organizations that's, that's ran by millionaires and sometimes billionaires. That should explain everything that you need to know about how much important officiating is to this game. You guys don't give a shit about a play, uh, uh, offsides, uh, uh, defensive, uh, player, um, injuring a quarterback because to be quite honest, and I'm not just talking about Josh, I'm talking about quarterbacks in general, this season, there's a lot of quarterbacks that have been injured this season. Right. And I'm not saying it's due to other players because Aaron Rodgers is due to his, I don't know if it popped or not because he's playing soon. Um, but you don't like they don't care. They're part time officiating these games. Yeah, and I would encourage anybody who happens to be listening to this podcast to go have a look see at Ed Hockley's son. I believe his name is Sean Hockley, mm-hmm. and what his credentials were for becoming an NFL referee. I'm just encouraging. It's crazy. To take a look at that, and and again, I hate listening to myself even say this stuff Let because me I don't like to blame the refs for this. But God, that game was called like it, trash. yeah, it's, it sucks. So I my son plays flag football, and it's so crazy they didn't have enough um, officiating officials officiating uh, refs there. I can't even speak anymore. And so he came over to the sideline where the parents were and said, "Hey, does anybody want to um, you know ref? We have." We have trainings, da, 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 da. and the guy said, well, what do you have to do? He said, all you have to do is have a high school diploma. All right, great, fine. Um, and I was like, so that's it? He's like, yeah, that's it. So I, I know that's, you know, flag football, and this is pros. But I also believe training should be involved because I say this. There was a play that happened. In that Sunday night game, the same play that happened with us with A.J. Brown. It was a pass or it was a complete pass or it wasn't. The same play happened against the um, the Ravens. Who did they play? The Ravens played someone. I forgot. But it was the same catch, right? Mm-hmm. And they called that one a fumble. Same one-two step. Called that one a fumble. Called ours a 
and complete pass. All officiating should be on the same page. We should all know what a catch is, right? We should all know what attention grounding is because I've seen that and I've not seen it. Josh has been called on intentional grounding this, this year, let alone like two, twice. Twice. And Gabe Davis was right there. He, he was not in the facility of the. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. But we're not going to go on and go on about because it was 11 against four. 11 penalties against four. Well, and, 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 and that's the bottom line. It's not a matter of using this as an excuse for why the bills lost or anything no. like that. That's not what this, that's not what this discussion is about. And neither T nor I are excuse makers. Nope. That's just not, that is just not how I fly. That is not how you fly. And nope. so I'm, I will go out of my way to not talk about refs, but I could not get through this podcast. Right without saying what I think about this game. And it was, it was trash the way the refs called it. Because even though the refs were involved in the game, the bills could have won the game several times over. Oh yeah. Josh Allen left the, Josh Allen won this game. Again, he won the game. He did everything he could. Tyler Bass, our special teams now is showing. It's showing special teams. Tyler Bass. Where are you? I don't know what happened, bro. Sam Martin, what is going on with you? Definitely next season, they they need to bring in competition. For Sam and for Tyler. I know Tyler Bass just got an extension. I I know he did. You know, I want to wait until after the season because sometimes you'll find out afterwards it's like, Oh, well he had a you know problem with his foot or cause we don't always know those things. I and thought, I was like, what? How did I he even get so, up on him like that? This is so uncharacteristic for of him. Tyler Bass. It really yeah. is. It is. So that, that's what leads me to believe like there's something else going on. Yeah. I don't know that there is, but I don't mm-hmm. know that there isn't because right. this is so out of character for him. But I, I think it's it's without a doubt time to bring in competition. He's, he's, he was he was missing extra points. And I'm like, that's not Tyler Bass. Yeah, and we're not talking about 40 mile an hour wins and no <laughs> no win, a perfect night, and you shanked it. Yeah. Shank. Yeah. I don't know. So I had a question. <laughs> Yes, I had a question, and I don't know if it, I was doing it now or was I doing it later. But I'll say it now, and then we can move on to spilling the tea. I think I think we did. We talk about everything that I wanted to talk about. Well, I talked. You wanted to talk about. Yeah, special teams, all that. So I wanted to ask you this: Do you think it's time for Al Holcomb to take over? Defensive calling, play calling. I don't, but I'm not sure how things are working. And maybe this will lead into some evaluating over the bye week in terms of does Sean McDermott have too much on his plate, trying to be the head coach and calling the defensive plays and so on. Purely from 
the defensive play calling, I don't think so. I think you would be taking away from, from McDermott what he does best, mm -hmm. which he is a good play caller, but let me put the asterisk on there because I thought about this. Um, what happens with Sean McDermott? It seems like there are times when he's willing to be very aggressive. Mm -hmm. And then there's times he turtles into you know, Dick Sharon, and I don't know what the deal is because it, I, I haven't been able to see any correlation to, okay, when, when he does this, this is what happens. Right. I, I'm not able to, to make that connection with him, but it's odd because there are times when he does get very aggressive. And he misses like when he does uh, um, zero blitzes and you're just like, we well, didn't have to do it at the time. And, but then he's, he does, it, I don't know. He schemes up something and you're like, oh, that was brilliant. But then when you're going, excuse my words, balls to the wall, is it just doesn't work. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I do. I do. And the other thing that may not be working is, and we, we mentioned this pre-production here about whether or not he has taken the game plan and try to adapt it to players with different abilities. Roles. Yeah. 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 And, and that part of it, I just feel like this whole season is just a mush in, in terms of being able to evaluate anything on defense because of the loss of Milano and Trey white and Daquan mm -hmm. Jones, because that took out your best players at all three levels of the defense. Right. And, I guess I just can't get on the on the wagon of of disposing of Sean McDermott on defense or or at all at this point. Well, before you do that, yeah, I know we're going into that. You ready? <laughs> Are you? I'm ready. Come on, just spill that. Come on, just spill that. Spill that tea for me. Spare my dirty tea. Yeah, tell me everything. Come on, just spill that. Can we just groove the music? <laughs> right? It's just take it away. Spill the tea. So you spill first. All right. So we've been hearing it, Bill's Mafia. We've been hearing it. It's all over the internet. It's all over every place you see Buffalo Bills, Bill's Mafia. You got Sean McDermott connected to fire. Fire. Where do we go from here? Okay, first of all, the Bills need to win out. And I posed this question to Robin in pre-production. If we drop one game, we might be out. We maybe can drop one, and then we have people, some other play, other our teams losing, and we get in. But if we don't win out and we don't get into the playoffs, it's Sean McDermott time with the Buffalo Bills over. And I'm saying the whole season. I'm not saying fire him now because I think that's just crazy talk. But after the season, on Monday, they call it Black Monday, <laughs> Sean McDermott gone. <laughs> uh, well, what do you think? You know You're what? To go first. I, right. So here, 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 I don't know. So <laughs> I am... I am with 
whatever is best for the team. And I know this sounds like a cop out. I know it does, but as a as a as a fan, I want to win a Super Bowl. And I've always said everybody can't go. And if Sean can take us to this out of the 17 year drought, and you can't take us to the next, Sean, I'm sorry. Thank you for your service. Thank you for what you've done. Um, see you later. Do I think Pakula will do that? I don't know. I don't know. So that's where I'm at. Everybody can't go. No hard feelings. Yeah. I hear all of that. I, I've been tweeting. I've seen you online. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, I've been going back and forth with people a little bit. My issue with firing, well, it's several fold, but but mostly it's about sometimes I think we throw the baby out with the bathwater. And yeah. and we have been so abused as a fan base in terms of having gone through every possible permutation of disaster that you can think of bills fans have gone through it. And so I think, I think we reached a point where it's very easy for us to just say, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And we got out of that. And, and I agree with you hundred percent about Sean taking us out of the 17 year drought. Great stuff. I think he's salvageable. Okay. And that's that that's something that would require some different things to happen on McDermott's part. For example, I think he needs to come clean more often and take responsibility. He will do it with lip service. Oh, of course, I'm the head coach and blah, right, blah, blah. Right, right, right. No, Sean. What I really want to hear from you is, yeah, I really screwed up that call. That was one I wish I had back. Yeah. That sort of thing. Okay. True ownership, true ownership, not lip service ownership, true ownership. Because if you don't grow mm -hmm. as a head coach, you're doomed. You're yeah. absolutely doomed. And he may be doomed. It's, it's quite possible. But if he would look at himself and say, humble and hungry. Thank you. Okay. Humble and hungry. I screwed up. I need to take ownership of this. And I need to figure out how to do things differently because the way I'm doing them right now isn't working real well when mm -hmm. push comes to shove. Because that's when Sean McDermott is at his worst is when you need him to be at his best. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I, I know I'm sounding melodramatic here, but it's a, it, you know, it calls for a melodrama though. You know, no. you don't fire a guy that brought you out of depths of despair lightly. And frankly, I do think that there are some Bills fans that they just want to fire everybody all the time. 
it's well, like you know, things don't go well. Let's fire him. Fire them all. Fire, fire, fire. We can't speak to those fans. Like, <laughs> no, I just, I just can't go there. Yeah. But I also appreciate, and I want to say this, the people who I have interacted with on Twitter have had some very thoughtful discussions about his limitations that I think are absolutely right on the money. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I don't dispute anything that people are saying with respect to his record and all of that. What I'm not quite ready to go to yet is fire him. Until, okay, and, and see, this is the other thing. It's like the people that want to fire him now, I'm like, no. you got to give him the rest of the season. So what happens if they win the rest of their games and they make the playoffs? Then are we firing him? But also, too, I mean, everybody is evaluated. Sean McDermott is going to be evaluated. Granny yes. Bean's going to be evaluated. Everybody's going to be evaluated. So in that evaluation, if Terry Pagula feels and sees something that, Sean, you're doing this too often for us, you know, you're not getting us where we need to be, he's going to be the person to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, people ultimately think that he can't because of the ties that he has with Sean McDermott. But I, I, for me, everything is down to business. This is a business and you are one and your law, you are, you, you are evaluated by your wins and losses, right? Mm-hmm. Right now we have six, six too many that we never would never, never in my wildest dreams would I ever said to you, we're going to have six losses this season. You would have looked at me in the beginning of the season like we're crazy. Okay, what happened? Who got fired? Who's injured? What's going on with Josh? Like, that's we're here now. We're six and six. (laughs) The Bills are six and six. We're in crazy times right now. We are. But we are. But I think we have to be patient through the rest of this season and, and see because right now, in my mind, it may be, it may as well be a lost season. In my oh, brain, I, kind of already gone there. Yeah, I, uh, Robin, I listen. I don't dumb down or try to make someone believe where I, my stance is. Right, your stance mm-hmm. is your stance. Right? right, if there is fans out there that believe what well, we can run the table and no one wants to play this team because of our record, because our record is not what this team is, right? I can believe that. I can I can ride with you to that stance. Mm-hmm. I will ride with you. But also on the other side of, yo, we're six and six. We're not going to get the division. The division is over, honey. That is gone. Give it to them this year. We're going to be fine. How much value, I have a legitimate question to ask you here. How much value do you think that there is in, okay, let's say the season is lost. How much value is there in seeing how things play out, even though the season may be lost? In terms of like evaluating, Mm -hmm. okay, well, this is what we need to do with this coach. Do you think that the rest of the season can alter that track? Or do you feel like, nah, unless something miraculous happened, I'm done? So for me, okay, if I was uh, in the position that these guys are in and evaluating Sean McDermott, 
once I knew that we were out of the playoffs, I'm evaluating, I'm, I'm evaluating Sean from game one to game six, 17, right? 17 games. Mm-hmm. I'm evaluating him through all of those games, but I'm really evaluating him from game one to probably 13 or 12 because there's still a chance. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're going to do the overall, but I'm evaluating him through those games because it's going to tell me how did these guys react to you? Right. Has he lost the team? Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's kind of what I want. Yeah. I, the roundabout way of, of what I wanted to say is. And I also want- too, I would evaluate him on the Ken Dorsey situation because I want to say there was a time period there where you could have stepped in and say, I'm going to take this away from you, Sean Ken. You know, because to be quite honest, Robin, it should have been taken away earlier. Sooner. We would not be sitting. I don't know what our record would be, but I know it would not be six and six. It would not be six and six. It wouldn't. Sorry. Well, the six games it, that we've lost have been all less than a touchdown. So it's here cra- the freaking the Jags game alone. We had no offense in that game. We were stagnant. The freaking New England game. Crazy. There we what are we doing here? Why are why is New England even close to us right now? Right. The Denver game. I mean, you had a little bit of, but still. It's it's insane. It's insane. We got a lot of stuff to get through before the end of this season. Not even at. that. Even in the offseason, we have a lot to talk about in the offseason because these questions are gonna come, is gonna come up. And I'm gl- kind of glad. Because I I want to have the discussion of the, the hard discussions of saying, if Sean is staying, is he the guy? What is it he what is he gonna do to change this team? This defense? What is he going to do? You know? But tough questions need to be asked. And we also have some breaking news about um Von Miller in an arrest warrant has been issued for him and um, domestic violence. This off week, what? It's an off week. What are they doing? I know before they left, <laughs> coaches said, hey, listen, don't get into any trouble. Buckle down. Stay focused. You know him. Humble, stay humble, stay focused. And this was nor, no humble, no focus, no nothing. Vaughn is having a rough season, and now it just got a little bit rough, rougher. Yeah, and as I mentioned to you in pre-production, I'm not going to make any commentary about it yet because I want to gather more information because this is breaking news, and I need more information before I can make a commentary that I'm comfortable with because I don't have enough information, but I will say at the very least, it's an extremely disturbing thing to hear again. And I'm not talking about Vaughn again. I'm talking about in the NFL. Oh man. This is the issue of domestic violence in, in the NFL 
is something that should give us all heartburn because it, it's a pervasive problem. And we need to address the underlying causes and it's way too deep to get into in a, you know, in a short podcast about football, but at some time, maybe during the off season, it's a conversation that, that you and I yeah. might like to have for a show. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I guess they did do a statement. I'm not up. Dallas police did a statement. Um, it, it happened sometime around 11 o'clock and um, actually, yeah, he, he left the scene and it was uh, a pregnant person. So we'll just leave it, leave it at that, I guess. Oh my goodness. I mean, when you can't a real fine week, doesn't it? And when you see like when you can't get any worse news, there's some worse news, though. more worse can come out, you know, that's the thing that it always has helped me to keep perspective because it's like as bad as things can be, they can always be worse. Oh yeah. You know, they can, yeah. they can always be worse, but this, if this layered on top of everything else, this alone is, is so disturbing on so many levels. And as two women. Yeah. NFL. And like fans, you said, Right. And like you said, we don't really know. Like, I just got this from John Scott. Um, right. And, you know, he's very equitable. So. Oh, for sure. And yeah, we just need to get more information. But at some point, I do think it would be a very worthy discussion for, for us to have a show on the issues that we see in the NFL mm -hmm. and the NFL's reaction, response, all of that. You know, yeah. going on. We're going to have time. Yeah, we're going to have some shows this off season to where hopefully we get some engagement. And, and if not, again, I we always don't talk to us if you don't want to. Again, but like we said in, in episode one, we've always been, we're always going to be true to who we are. And if we right. get people listening in, that's fine. If we don't, it's cool. I mean, there's other episodes. I mean, there's other, you know, podcasts out there that you can listen to, but on the off season, we, we do talk football. We, but we also talk about life, other and, you know, other issues. But that being said, I think we've talked enough about the Buffalo Hills. I'm done. <laughs> like, go Sabres. Oh my God. Oh, go Sabres. I don't watch the Sabres, but go Sabres. If you're going to help my friend out, please help me Please. Out. The, Please the help her out. Strangers almost saved my life, so I'm I'm very happy that that we were able to get that done for the Sabers. But That's good. as far as the bills go, um, in closing, I do want to add one thing, if that's mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, for sure. We have we have. I had I, I I wrote down bi week wishes. What I wish during this bi week is something that Don or that Sean McDermott has said he does every year during bye weeks which is self-scouting well he's gonna okay. have a mile long to self-scout and during the bye week i hope he does he takes his, his, his self-scouting very seriously because there's a whole lot of it that needs to be done and that is pretty much all i have to say except that well, i love the hell out of you I love you too. But here's another positive for the for off the bye week. 
Sean McDermott is 0-6 off the bye. So, I mean, that's another great something to look forward to going into the Kansas City Chiefs game. And also, too, we beat Kansas City at Kansas City twice. So that's another positive going into this game. But we'll talk about we'll talk more about Kansas City next week and you know this team in general. I I love football, so I'm gonna continue to watch football. So if the Bills aren't in it, I'm still gonna watch football because I love watching games. So yeah. Same. Wouldn't miss it. Yeah. So that being said, guys, thank you for tuning in. If you missed any parts of this, go back and watch it on the YouTube channel. Um, this will drop tomorrow, like always, in <laughs> Go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs> Until next time Mafia, this has been Tea Time, with T and Robin. The bills make me wanna Shout!